Welcome in, everyone. I've got a brand new audio mix, a brand new show format, giving you the top five takeaways from every fantasy football week. Let's hop into takeaway one from week three. First one, Devon A. Chain is a monster. He's great. He had 18 carries for 203 yards and two touchdowns. And four catches for another 30 yards and two more touchdowns. Four touchdowns. He's now my dynasty RB14. If somehow he was on redraft waivers, and I know he was in a lot of leagues, I'd spend everything. Everything. This is your opportunity. This is a rest of the year starting running back. They don't come around that often. I'm fine spending everything you have left. I always say spend the fab while you have it. It doesn't do anything later. The earlier you spend it, the more you get out of it. So that would be my recommendation. Um, in Dynasty. You have a monster now. I mean, he's RB14, but I'm always willing to sell if I can any kind of running back. Running backs are not my favorite in Dynasty. I've learned this lesson <laughs> a hundred times. If you can get a 2024 first plus, I'd probably still take it. I really don't think Devon A-Chain is going to be someone who enters the Jonathan Taylor, or Christian McCaffrey value ever, ever. So I, I do see this as a possible selling window. Depends on what you can get. Next takeaway, we have a big problem with Jahan Dotson. We have a huge problem. He has 10 catches for 83 yards this season. Not good through three games. Not good. He's playing 85% plus of the snaps in every game. He's out there, but he's not delivering. He's been outproduced by Curtis Samuel. It's important to note that Terry McLaurin has had the same 16 targets as Jahan Dotson. He has also been bad. The only reason he's not here is because he scored one touchdown, which is propping up his fantasy value. He's only had like 43 more yards. It's not like Terry McLaurin has been a superstar, and that's buried Jahan Dotson. The whole offense has been bad. At this point, I don't know what to say, but... He's someone I'm worried about. In redraft, if you have to drop him, you can. In dynasty, you got to just hang on. It actually might be a buy low opportunity if you can get him for just a single 2024 second. But he's been terrible. And we I, at this point, we have three games. I cannot start him next week. Now, speaking of dynasty, I did tell people this before the season. I said, don't rely on Derrick Henry to be what he was. And the dynasty value is gone. We have 51 carries for 163 yards and a touchdown. Two of the three weeks, including this one, he's been outsnapped by Tajay Spears. This one was really bad. Spears played 56% of the snaps in their losing game script against the Browns. Henry only played 38%. I'd rather have Spears in dynasty over Henry. But Spears is not racking it up in the counting stats, in the fantasy stats, where it matters. For fantasy managers, he's not delivering there. So because of that, I would use this as an opportunity to buy low on Tajay Spears. Derrick Henry, I, I'm done. He's 29. At the end of the day, there's an Adrian Peterson or two. Most of the time, it's not Adrian Peterson. Most of the time, you hit 30 and you're done. I think Derrick Henry might be on the human side. Sorry, he looks human. He hasn't looked good in any of the three games. I don't know what to tell you, but he, the dynasty value is gone. 
it's too late. Now, I saw that uh, today, I'm recording this Monday, Mike Williams has a torn ACL. He's going to miss the rest of the season. And that sucks because he was doing really well. Not as well as Keenan Allen, but Mike Williams was the number two wide receiver there. He was a fantasy wide receiver too. He was playing great. Quentin Johnston has done nothing. Nothing at all. Five catches for 26 yards. He hasn't played more than 30% of the snaps in any game. No one else on the Chargers roster has been good. I mean, Josh Palmer hasn't doesn't have more than 100 yards. Gerald Everett is splitting with Donald Parham, and that's going to continue. Uh, so in Dynasty, in a way, this is a blessing for Quinton Johnson. He now is going to have an opportunity to play. He's going to play as the wide receiver three, I think, behind Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer for now. That should give him like a 60 to 65% snap share. If he does nothing, the excuse is gone. There's no excuse of, well, they had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. They were both playing well. There was no reason to go to Quinton Johnston. If Quinton Johnston doesn't deliver, he's going to lose dynasty value very significantly. So he better put up. Otherwise, he's going to have to shut up. I will say this. In week three, Justin Herbert threw for over 400 yards. He had 40 completions. Quinton Johnson had a 24% snap share in a game Mike Williams exited. He had two receptions, 10 yards, and three targets. For a first-round rookie, that is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. It needs to, That's unacceptable. So he needs to do better. And I want to see better next week. If next week we see another 25% snap share, we have a bust on our hands. We can't have that. When injuries happen, you must step up if you have first-round draft capital. There will be no excuses. So we're going to see what he does now. Last takeaway. Sam Laporta is a top five dynasty tight end, period, period. He had eight receptions for 84 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets this week. He was one of only four Lions to receive a target. He is a part of this offense. Amon Ross St. Brown is their number one wide receiver. There is no doubt about that. Jameer Gibbs is their number one running back and a weapon in the passing game. Sam Laporta is their second weapon in the passing game and one of their three, the big trio of Amon Ra himself and Jameer Gibbs in their offense. That is their building block, not Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams is, is done. He's going to come in. He's going to play a deep threat role. He's not going to be a big part of this offense. There's no room for him. They have three stars. They don't need him. Sam Laporte is a top five dynasty tight end. That's not going to change. Um, Andrews, Pitts, Kelsey, and Hawk are still my top four. And I will say that there is a universe in which Sam Laporte is the dynasty tight end one after this season. Kelsey's old. Andrews is not young. He's 28. Hawk is, has been inconsistent in his career. And Laporta is on pace for, you know, a season it took Hawk four years to do. And Pitts, if he continues to be bad, is going to eventually fall behind him. So th there's a universe in which Sam Laporta is the tight end one by the end of this year. It, it's, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that universe is suddenly now possible. If he keeps playing like this, he easily could be. Um, so those are my five takeaways for this week. If you like the video, like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. It's very important. Um, now, I'm going to bring you a second segment, segment two. So the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash fantasy advice. Now, if you sign up, you can ask questions in advance 
that will be read on the show. If you don't want to sign up, the only way to ask questions on the show is to show up Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern and ask it live. But if you're a patron, I will sweep your questions into this takeaway video. I'll do it at the end. And we'll have that every week. Um, on Monday, I'm going to make this a regular thing. So here are some of the questions that I got today. One of them we already talked about. Is Laporta an automatic play going forward? Yes. He's a top six tight end in redraft. I mean, yes. I had him at tight end eight and starts it this week. So he was already an automatic play, but, but he's a play. We have to continue to talk about how awful the Bears are. Do we? Uh, they're so bad. I feel so bad for Justin Fields. He's been screwed over by this horrible team. I mean, yes, he hasn't done much to help himself, but I think Justin Fields would have succeeded if he'd been on San Francisco. I really do. So it sucks. And we'll have to see. I think that they're in. I would fire them all. We talked about this. Has Laporta buy window closed? I think it has. Is a potential buy high candidate what's buy high? Uh, probably not. He's probably not on my list to buy high. He was someone I really was like all in on before the season. So if you didn't listen to me then, it's probably too late now. Mostert trade value for contender. I'm still not giving any second for Mostert. If I have to give up a third for Mostert, I'll do it. But I do think there's a universe in which Devon A. Chain is the starter the rest of the season. Jeff Wilson comes back and Raheem Mostert was kind of a flash in the pan. He's 31. I'm not counting on him. Not giving any second for Mostert. And I'll take any second if I have Mostert. What's Keenan Allen's trade value and what are we buying him for? Uh, we didn't really talk about Keenan Allen in the QJ segment earlier. Um, I'm probably not paying a first for Keenan Allen. He's 31, and I just, you just know one injury to a player that old, and the, the whole value is gone. I'm not paying any first for Keenan Allen. I'll probably pay a second if I have to on a contender. I do think you'll be able to trust him as long as he's healthy the rest of the season, he'll have value. As long as he's healthy, he will have value. So I'm willing to pay a second, two seconds if I have to on a really strong contender. Um, and we talked about QJ and Palmer. I'm not excited for either one. I'll probably skip the fab bidding. I'll bid, but I'll probably skip the fab bidding on the two of them. Uh, they're not high priorities. I was more in on Tank Dell as an ad last week than I am on either QJ or Palmer this week. Um, QJ or Palmer for the rest of the season. If I have to pick one to roster, I'll lean QJ because I think that QJ has a potential that in three weeks, he could be a weekly wide receiver two or three. If I had to pick one to start in week four, it would be Josh Palmer. You cannot start QJ in week four. I have to see QJ actually play before I can put him in my fantasy lineup. So Palmer to start week four, QJ for the rest of the season. What do we do with Dalton Kincaid? Uh, I, I am going to talk about him on tomorrow's show. I am a little concerned about the usage. No big concerns. I'd rather have Laporta over him in Dynasty. He's shown more, but I have no concerns with Dalton Kincaid. He's playing a starting role as a first-round rookie tight end. Stefan Diggs is the alpha in that offense. Dalton Kincaid, there will be better days. If this is a buy-low opportunity, I would take it. If you can if you can use this week to turn George Kittle into Dalton Kincaid in Dynasty, I absolutely would. Kittle has never delivered when Debo and Ayuk are playing. So I would take the six years. You probably, maybe you can even get something on top of Kincaid for Kittle. That's the kind of move I would look to do. Definitely not selling Kincaid. He's a hold or a buy for me. Is the Rasheed Rice breakout coming? He almost had two touchdowns. Yes, almost doesn't count, but he did almost have two touchdowns. I will say, on that offense, 
the only player wide receiver that has potential to be a fantasy asset long-term is Rasheed Rice. It's either going to be Rasheed Rice or nobody. Kadarius Tony, I've seen enough. I'm done with Kadarius Tony. Sky Moore, he's just playing snaps, doing wind sprints. He's not doing anything. MVS, we know what he is. So it's either going to be Rasheed Rice or they're all going to fail and yet another T. Higgins in free agency. Um, yet another uh, receiver is going to come in. Rasheed Rice is the only one that I think has a potential to develop into the wide receiver one on this team. And the only one that I think could be a wide receiver two and still have value behind an acquired wide receiver one in 2024, like T Higgins, Sky Moran and Kadarius Tony are dead to me, but Rasheed Rice breakout. Mm, not sure I'm that in on him. I, I like him, but not that much. If you liked this combination video, I'm going to be doing this every Monday. I'm not going to have a consistent drop time because I'm recording it and dropping it on Monday. So it'll come out Monday afternoons. Um, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe if you like it. Additionally, sign up for Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasy advice. You can support videos like this. If you want to ask questions, the main show, Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern every week, we'll do a full recap. These are just my main quick takeaways. Um, and I just appreciate everyone for watching. Uh, thanks for any comments and likes and subscriptions. And until next time, I will see you all later.